you understand then that who you are and what you are is dynamic. It is not static, which means it changes. Mm-hmm. So yes, like Trisha's saying, when you wake up every day, that's a new opportunity for you that's to right. basically recreate and that's reinvent right. yourself. Absolutely. Every day. Point. Welcome to episode five of the Executive Book Review Podcast. How to Fly a Horse by Kevin Ashton. With your host, Naja Noel Anglade, Judith Cutright, Lawana Chambers Lawson, and Trisha Tracta. I'm Malcolm Kuhn, and this episode is brought to you by Wittigs. A powerful workplace starts with Wittigs. See, if you're like me, you love stories of creative geniuses like Leonardo da Vinci, Frank Lloyd Wright, the Wright brothers. Maybe you've even longed to be like them. Well, here's the thing. You can be. You see, creativity is not some rare secret available only to a select few individuals. It's a process. If you want to find out how that process can work for you, join us right now for an enlivening discussion between four powerful, creative, and inspiring women on the Executive Book Review Podcast. Hi, my name is Nadia Noel Anglade. I'm with Belden Roofing, and I'm in business development. My responsibility is to travel throughout the state of Texas, uh, building new relationships, connecting the existing ones, and attending several events uh, through professional associations to bring brand awareness about Belden Roofing Company. We have been around for 73 years, and uh, if you are not familiar with our location, our headquarters uh, is on 5039 West Avenue. And uh, if ever you are interested in commercial or residential roofing, please contact us at www.belden.com. Hi, I'm Judith Cutright with Cutright Communications, a company I founded in 1996. Uh, we help uh, corporations, uh, Fortune 500 companies, higher educational institutions, and nonprofits to brand their image and promote their services and products, as well as train employees and uh, fundraising events as well. So if you would like to avail yourself of our services, you can contact us at uh, www.cutrightcommunications.com or even more personally, just give me a call at 512-294-5096. Hello, my name is Lahana Chambers Lawson, also known as LJ. I uh, serve in several capacities throughout the city. Uh, the two most notable ones and the most uh, proud that I serve in are as the owner and principal consultant of Tacit Growth Strategies, or TGS for short, which is a project management consulting firm situated on the east side of San Antonio. We do all sorts of great work, like granted proposal writing, uh, professional development for those interested in development fundraising or grant writing. Uh, We also do uh, project management for construction projects uh, in in IT um, and life sciences. So we have several things going on. Also, I serve as the president of the San Antonio African-American Community Archive and Museum, affectionately known as SACAM, situated in Dignity Hill at 430 North Cherry, uh, Cherry and Dawson, the intersection of Cherry and Dawson, and is a wonderful 
collaboration between the Mellon Foundation in New York, uh, the UNC Chapel Hill Library Systems, and the uh, Southern Historical Collection. And uh, we are having a blues festival on April 26th. Interested in coming on out? Give us a call at 210-724-3350 or send me an email at admin, that's A-D-M-I-N, at SACAM, which is S-A-A-A-C-A-M dot org. My name is Trisha Tracta, and uh, my husband and I have our own production company. So uh, we've done, uh, mostly him, I should say, uh, has done uh, projects for the uh, Public Arts of San Antonio. Uh, we've uh, done uh, plenty of interviews with some of the artists uh, of the sculptures down at uh, Yanaguana Gardens. Really, really uh, nice uh, park down there if you get a chance to go down there. So uh, we do uh, anything from editorial, photography, time-lapse, um, uh, digital media, um, you name it in the production world, uh, please look up fourtrackcreative.com. That's F-O-U-R-T-R-A-C, fourtrackcreative.com. Uh, you can also contact us at 310-663-7974. And uh, his name is Francis Tracta. And he's very, very uh, much a genius at production. Uh, we also have a drone. So if anyone's in need of uh, any photography for, uh, I don't know, solar or or anything like that, we are definitely uh, in business for that as well. So if you have any needs for photography or any type of production type work, please give us a call. Okay. Well, I'm was very privileged to present today uh, for the executive book review group how to fly a horse the secret history of creation innovation and discovery and um, sitting around this table are three very creative people joining me and uh, we discussed what it takes to be creative and how you do it how you finally uh, bring your creations to life. So I think we should throw it out there and see what you all felt you learned today from the presentation. And uh, we'll start with Tricia. Absolutely. Well, I uh, really, really take a lot of what you said to heart. Um, just for myself, uh, as one of the ladies had mentioned about having permission to be creative and yes, my husband went to art school and he's got his degree and he's, you know, doing brilliant things. But I too have my creative side that I've often tapped into throughout my whole life as a child on up through uh, adulthood. Being 50 now, it's uh, something that I'm really, really um, starting to take notice in myself because it's missing. And I know that something's missing. Like, for me to have true happiness is to be myself, like Najee was saying, you know, to truly not sway from being who you are. And I think that take, that society takes a, so much from you. And to be in tune with who you truly are helps that creativity to really come to light. And, and I really want to tap back into it and not be afraid and, and, and just go forward with my ideas that I want to do. I don't care if it's, you know, the, the, the patent that I want to get going 
or if uh, I also play trumpet, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, some famous, you know, trumpet player, but I still love to do it. And so whether or not you're awesome at it or not, it's the love of doing it because, oh my gosh, it makes you such a better person in whole, right? So you feel that it's an innate drive in all of us. Absolutely. How about you, Nadia? For me, this was very, very, very dear to my heart because as I mentioned in class, um, I get into trouble for my creativity <laughs> sometimes. Uh, ever since I was a little kid, I would spend hours just looking up at the clouds um, in Trinidad because I've always thought about what other people were doing in other countries, how they dressed, uh, what they ate, you know, how they interacted with others. And I think my creativity came from that innate curiosity. I think that's the best way to describe it, of how things flow, how things move, how things, you know, fit together. And today, um, I liked what Pat Whitty said. He talked about organizations where you'll have people challenging the status quo. And sometimes those people are being squashed because whether it's due to leadership style or, or so on, they're not really given the chance to really speak up. And I think companies today, what I took out of this is that uh, we are really giving ourselves a greater service when we do not allow people to really come and collaborate certain ideas that could propel the company to a different level because we're accustomed doing things one way for mm -hmm. a long time. And because of technology, because of the, the direction that the world is going, um, it really is a great service um, for leadership teams to not explore that further, which is why they're even bringing back art and they're highlighting art in school so much more because we're losing that component that makes us human in the first place. So that's pretty much what I, I took from it and more. Mm -hmm. How about you, Latina? So um, what I took from the, uh, you know, the workshop today, we had a wonderful time and I do want to say again, Judith, thank you very much for that, for facilitating it. It was wonderful. Uh, what it reminded me of is a, one of my favorite quotes actually. <laughs> And the quote is, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any, right? Mm. And that was by so Alice powerful. Walker. Good one. Powerful, eloquently stated, mm. and just, you know, simply true and factual, right? Um, one of the things, the work that I've done uh, since I was a young, 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 young girl um, has <laughs> been, right, all about reminding people of the power that they have and reminding people to get uh, past those things like, who am I? You know, what am I here for? Those very existential questions that we ask, uh, I think that keep us, it hinders us from really tapping into our potential. Um, I've, I've tried to, ever since I was a young girl, try to get us past that. Why? You know, my father was a paralyzed veteran, mm. you know, paralyzed from the neck down. And so a lot of my uh, upbringing was taking care of my father. Mm. You know, I, I didn't have a traditional uh, childhood. You know, I was I was the provider and the mother of my house. Mm. And so a lot of what I did, I was able to publish a book when I was in high school because I mm. was I didn't have limitations. You know, I, I had jobs. I was volunteering, you know, at the VA hospital. I was doing all types of things because I was the adult at a very young age. That was the understanding that I had of myself and, you know, of my uh, agency at that time. And so I think that there's so much power in, in, in having that sort of autonomy in the way that you come about living your life. And I think that when you think about being creative, the, the creativity is in the autonomy, right? It's in the independence. It's in the, the, the existential, 
you know, your existence, your ontological makeup. It's in your ontology. To be or not to be, right? And and, and in you being is a, is a work of creativity daily. So then, as you mentioned, you need to feel the power. You need to have confidence. But what holds most people back from being creative? Fear. Fear. Fear, for I, sure. Yeah. I think yeah. it's also themselves. Lack of confidence. Yeah, themselves, first yeah. and foremost, because... You know, I've been reading certain books over time, and one thing that stood out to me is that the author was saying 99.9% of your success really comes from in here, right? Mm -hmm. And whatever it is you believe, that is exactly so. If you believe that you're stupid, if you believe that you're a failure, you're going to display those things, right? But if you believe that you're successful, you're powerful, you're confident, you can take on Mm -hmm. the world, that is the person who you're going to be. And a lot of times we allow other people to take that away from us because of their own insecurities or they're transferring their fears on us. And you have to take stock of that. You have have to shake that off because not because somebody else is, you know, insecure about something means that you are. Exactly. You know, your power, as, you know, LJ said, is is completely different than somebody else's, right? But you have to utilize that. But a lot of times in terms of even being creative, we hold ourselves back because we so want to blend in. Mm And there's not a lot of people who want to say, hey, I'm unique. I'm this unicorn. I'm going to just go the opposite direction. But it, we do hold ourselves back a lot. On Nadia's uh, point there, it's so true where your thoughts go, energy flows. Mm-hmm. And your thought process creates who you are. Yes. Every day. Every day that we wake up, we have a choice to make. And I, I'm with you right there, Nadia. I'm totally 100% want to be myself yeah. and not care what the world you know has to say about it and i think that's where a lot of us are lacking that that courage yes mm-hmm. courage and, is important well and and just to, to go on because trisha and nadia make an amazing excellent points one of the things one of the advantages that i had very young was that i was exposed to, to thinkers mm-hmm. you know Good. philosophical thinkers Good. i was exposed to kurt lewin i was exposed to paul Farabin. i was exposed to thomas kuhn uh, what a blessing. Know, Marcus Garvey, uh, Alice Walker. You know, I was exposed to a lot of creative and philosophical thinkers at a very young age, Aristotle and Plato, right? Niccolo Machiavelli. And one of the things I took away at, a, I think, at 13, 13 or 14, was Kurt Lewin. Kurt Lewin talks about gen identity. Mm. And when you understand gen identity, you understand then that who you are and what you are is dynamic. It is not static, which means it changes. Mm-hmm. So yes, like Trisha's saying, when you wake up every day, that's a new opportunity for you that's to right. basically recreate and that's reinvent right. yourself. Absolutely. Every day. Point. And talking about opportunity, though, do most people take the opportunity? Mm-hmm. Do you, what I'm driving at is what about putting the time in, the work, the discipline? This I mean, maybe you have creative this ideas, but do you act exactly. on them? Exactly. See, that's the, I guess, the difference between the goats and the sheeps, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, in terms of putting the work in, it really depends on the individual's drive. True. Because if you have a poor work ethic... Right. That's that's pretty much what you're you're just going to sit around here. You're, you're going to watch everybody move ahead. You're going to talk about I wish I can. I want to be mm-hmm. able to do but you mm-hmm. just don't do. But if you have a really powerful work ethic. Right. Every single day you're pushing that extra mile every single day. I'm going to achieve something different. You don't know how. 
You just know that you're gonna, <laughs> and you're gonna get up and you're gonna form these habits and rituals that's gonna allow you to do what you're supposed to do. But I love what you said, LJ, because a lot of this, what we're talking about, has to do with common exposure of your social circles, Mm -hmm. right? Your creativity, who you are, who you become, is based on the people you surround yourself with from a very early age. Not all of us have the opportunity to do that. You Mm -hmm. know, to this day, I can walk up to any executive, CEO, president, it doesn't matter their title because at an early age, I was exposed to people who ran countries, Mm. in foreign countries. So when you have, you're Mm. dealing with prime ministers and ministers of cabinet and so forth, like there is not a title that intimidates me Mm. because I've been exposed to Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But not everybody has that privilege, but you have to put yourself right? In a realm where, okay, I didn't grow up with that. I didn't have that opportunity. But what are the associations I can be a part of? So now I can be exposed to that, that mm-hmm. can help me to get to the next level. So a lot has to do with what LJ just said, which is exposure, mm-hmm. a whole lot. Putting yourself in a stimulating environment. Yes. And wonderful. Mean, just real quick, Trisha, um, one of the things that I experience, uh, you know, I, I teach it's one of my other hats is I, I teach project management at UIW and I will tell you that the the greatest hurdle for most of my students is believing in themselves mm-hmm. having a voice and being confident especially my young girls you know my young I shouldn't call them girls they're not girls the young women my young women that are in my classes they are you know anywhere between the ages of what 19 to about 47 or 48 years old wow and Maybe I should get in your class. <laughs> I think I, I believe in continuing education. Absolutely. <laughs> but one of the things that they all struggle with, regardless of the age, yeah. is is really just can I can I say this? Can I think this? Can I believe this of myself? Can I can I be this person? You know, they hear. You know, they they look up to Oprah. You know, they look up to Ellen DeGeneres. They look up to uh, Michelle Obama. Mm-hmm. You know, they look up to these these women who really just just defeated all you know all odds, right? They've they've just come out here and they've proven everyone wrong. <laughs> but broke that glass ceiling. But yeah. that is the and I want us to talk about that. The issue that I have, and this is what I've battled with my features in the Oprah magazine, with my own features in Entrepreneur Voyage Dallas, you know, etc. When I tell my story, I don't tell it in a way that it could be commodified, and I think that that's the problem that our our society it's not just a generational thing our society is dealing with you know once you take these stories and you identify so much with them that y'all you almost make these people these figures godlike Mm -hmm. you know you make them godlike and so then you remove them and their story from you you look at them as if it's not a it's not accomplishable it's not achievable it's outside of yourself we need to talk about that Mm -hmm. that's why i don't tell my story i'm like you know the artist her her, you know, and I, we have a, a similar way of thinking. I don't want you to know much about me. Mm. You shouldn't need to know much about me. What's important about me is my message, mm. okay, and how I got here. Preach. That's what's important. It's preaching. not my personal story that you need to be worried about, mm-hmm. okay, who I am. You don't need to worry about that. What's that going to do for you, you know? You need to know who you are. Exactly. <laughs> I need to know exactly. who, and, and again, exactly. that's dynamic. Don't try to emulate other people. Be your own person find who you are that's it tell your own story don't tell somebody else's story i will tell you something that that trisha did um we had this little you know interactive piece uh in the book club today where we had to use (laughs) noodles and you know a string tape and a marshmallow and i started off 
with the base of the marshmallow on, you know, the foundation. You know, we had to build this, the, the, the tallest tower and our team won, yay. But, <laughs> but let me tell you something about creativity. Trisha added to the elements. I had the initial thought mm-hmm. of how I started, but she built upon it with our, our other team members. And that collaboration is what allowed us to actually win you know, the mm-hmm, tower. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes when we see people and we hear they have an idea, it may sound stupid, right? But if we were to build upon that idea, mm-hmm. right? Just like what we did in our team, imagine where we can be as a society. Yeah, that was a great exercise. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm over here uh, saying thank you. Because <laughs> yes. again, it, gets, it, gets, it takes us back yeah. to the point, right? Yeah. Which is you create your story. Right. Create it, recreate it, recreate it, recreate it, but you create it and you own it. Mm-hmm. You own it. Stop talking about, you know, well, Michelle Obama did this and said this and, you know, Ellen DeGeneres said, we talked about that. And, and again, Judith brought this up. When we talked about the same exercise that we did right. and we, and we, and when you look at the different, you know, the variables, the different groups that actually, you know, perform that same exercise, the pe- the groups that performed it the best, Right or, or or really just maximize their potential were the youngest. Yeah. Why? Because they're coming in. They don't have preconceived they're, notions. They're, 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 they're not inhibited. In. They're, they're not inhibited. They're mm-hmm. not hindered. They're, guess what? They're not listening to somebody's story. Mm-hmm, right. mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because they don't know anybody else's story. They don't story. know anybody's story <laughs> yet. <laughs> Nobody's corrupted them well, yet. <laughs> well, and that's a good point too because I think we great creators on a pedestal absolutely so then we think oh they've got to be a genius Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and there's a quote i didn't say it during the session but sir isaac newton said if i have seen further it is by standing on the shoulders of giants Mm. and that's not even original Mm -mm. he got that from somebody in the 11th (laughs) i don't care it's still profound (laughs) (laughs) yeah this other gentleman said we are like dwarfs standing on the shoulders of giants so nothing's really that original i loved what you said in the class you know if you weren't the creator of the universe right right it's not from you if you want to you know if if you want to make an apple pie from scratch then you have to invent the universe first yeah yeah. so judith can you share this was very profound you shared percentages right different people different levels in terms of how creator can you Um, share those yes can you please share that with us interesting yes it was kindergartner's they built the tallest tower in this experiment that was done with various groups. And they, theirs was 27 inches tall. That's what ours was, Nadja. Yeah, I think this was <laughs> taller. CEOs, they, they came in pretty well at 20 inches. And lawyers were 15 inches. And business leaders were 10 inches, which I think is just really fast. I, I guess, I, Nadja, we're just children. I know. No. <laughs> <laughs> but they're 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 acting and thinking at the same time. Yeah, right. They're all participating mm-hmm. as you all did in your group, yeah. which is really important. You know, they didn't sit around trying to plan how they're going to do this and exactly. Yeah, the culture of the group too. Mm-hmm. Who's mm-hmm. going to be the leader and trying to decide all of that? Mm-hmm. Who's going to do, be the task? I person. love that. I love those findings. It's like, I'm, I guess I'm never going to be a business leader <laughs> or a CEO. Um, I'm going to stay a child. I'm going to have a childlike heart forever. We'll just be little rebellious but children that we are. It's, you know, <laughs> it's called a beginner's mind. Go our own way. You've yes. got to retrain yourself to think fresh. Yes. Like, always. You know, it, always. And, and 
there's also something that we didn't cover called inattentional blindness. Hmm. It's like we all have blind spots. We, yes. we think we see everything around us, but we don't. I think yeah. that's called macular degeneration. Right, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you assume you're seeing everything around you, and, and you really aren't. And, for instance, just sitting around this table, we all see a different perspective yeah. of the world and the group. Absolutely. And, and we have to realize that. Uh, there was an interesting study I, I didn't get a chance to share where these... Uh, two Harvard researchers took a group of radiologists and who were used to seeing cancerous cells on identifying them on an x-ray and uh, so so what they did they put a gorilla shaking its fist uh, at in the x-ray at the top <laughs> would you know that three out of four of those radiologists never saw the gorilla shaking <sighs> its fist because they were so focused mm -hmm. <laughs> on looking for the cancer cells that they missed what else was in the picture. Wow. That is you incredible. Know? And I think it's just those kind of things are just fascinating how little, you know, so we need to kind of... The blinders off. Yeah, take the blinders mm -hmm. off and expand our peripheral vision so mm -hmm. we can really see the world around us and all that we've been missing. Absolutely. And you know, my I have to bring Neil deGrasse Tyson into all of my conversations, especially <laughs> when it comes to That's this good. sort of mental samurai types of things. <laughs> One thing that I love about Dr. Tyson is that he reminds us uh, to look up, right? Mm -hmm. And he says, everyone, right, to look up. What it means to me, it, it, beyond just science literacy, right, is we have to understand then restoring that, that beginner's mindset requires mm -hmm. you then to, to start to test things out on your own, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and stop trying to follow, you know, you're, you're reading the article, but you're not reading the article anymore. You're reading the comments, mm -hmm. okay? Stop that. <laughs> At some point, we've got to get back to understanding that a, a first-hand account uh, is obviously going to be the most uh, preferred if you're going to be able to make a really, really good. And we're not looking for objectivity. We're looking for reflexivity, right? And that's mm -hmm. one thing I always talk about now, too. You, you want to be able to, you know, to look at something and be able to, to pull out the real from the fake, right, on your own. Mm -hmm. Stop trying to rely on other people to tell you what it is. Mm -hmm. That's the other problem that we're having as well at this point is, you know, some people are just really afraid to, 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 to just jump out there and make mistakes, you know, because you're, you're, all of us are working off of incomplete information. Yes. All of us, all the time, you know, but at some point, guess what? You can't not, you cannot be stalled or paralyzed by that lack of information. Mm -hmm. We deal with it all the time with the museum. You know, there's, there's always opportunities for us to seize, you know, when it comes to economic opportunity for grants and all types of things that happen, you know, but if you don't pull the trigger because you have imperfect information or incomplete information, mm -hmm. guess what's gonna happen? Time's gonna pass you by and you didn't make the decision. Do you feel good about oh, not man. making the she, decision? She's preaching to me. Just say it. Mm. <laughs> she needs to saw her Seriously. Own mm. <laughs> no, but it's true. It. It's true. No, it's so true. You know, stop sitting on the sidelines. Stop waiting for someone to do it for you. Mm -hmm. It's your idea or it's your project or whatever. Why are you waiting for someone else? Right. And don't be afraid to fail. fail. That's just it, too. Yeah. It's like, why are there so many insecurities? I don't get it. In schools, it really needs to be addressed about being okay with failure. You know, to it's okay not to make the the best grade in the class. It's okay not to have the prettiest art picture. It's okay not to be the best at something. But how do you suppose you're going to get better 
you, you practice. You, you have trying. to have failure to have the success mm-hmm. that you were discussing earlier. And failure really is just practice, right? It so is. I attended. Um, it is. T- attended this luncheon recently, and um, I met Chris Gardner first time. And uh, you know, Will Smith did a movie on him, The Pursuit of Happiness. Mm. And uh, he talked about this $8 million, um, I think it was like a $700 or $8 million investment. He was going to purchase this this team. And they pretty much failed at it. And he said, but you know what? That was just practice. And when he said that, Mm. I was like, failure practice mm-hmm. that really mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. really if you if you really can recondition your mind and interchange those words that's really what it is you're pra- you're keeping on practicing until you get to where you're going or until yes. you finally complete what you're you set out to do but we see failure as the end mm-hmm. most time that is so as, true Nadia yeah, we don't mm-hmm. see that as okay okay fail this time yeah. there's a new beginning tomorrow I'm gonna start again and that uh, keeps and that mm-hmm. stunts people and then they don't ever go to the next step yeah. they're like oh I, I must not be sorry must not be good at this yeah you know and then they close the door on that chapter yes. of the thought mm-hmm. and and why and stop folks out there listening stop saying that it's a privilege to fail i'm done with it okay <laughs> listen <laughs> listen i understand that we are trying to be progressive and we are trying to be inclusive and, and diverse and all this good beautiful stuff but do not tell me that it is a privilege to fail because guess what when I go, when I hit the, the, the ground mm-hmm. and I have nothing, I have no safety net, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what? Poverty knows no bounds. Exactly. exactly. It hits everybody. Okay. Exactly. At the end of the day, you have to be okay with like what Nadia is saying, practicing and, and, and make decisions. Get used and get comfortable with just making decisions. Mm-hmm. Make the decision. I think that's the biggest yeah. step is to make that decision, that conscious effort. Keep moving forward. It is. Yep. Sometimes we're so afraid of being evaluated or Mm -hmm. uh, that there's been studies done where they've taken groups and those, when they offer rewards, people aren't as creative. It's almost as if you want to do it for freedom of choice. You're, it's, you're choosing to be creative. You don't need a reward. When you offer rewards or you offer an evaluation of your work, then it it. stifles Mm -hmm. creativity. It changes the whole purpose of it. So, yeah. Yeah. What is the reasoning for doing it? For fame? For money? If it's not a true passion, just to do it because you love it, you know, back on the word love from the class that you were mentioning, if you don't have a love for something, what's the, like, I wouldn't even want to be like the most uh, rich person in the world because that's not going to bring you happiness anyway. Like, you know, it's not, I don't care. Nothing compares to having love and passion and uh, drive. And so I would rather do something that is, I, I don't want minimum wage, but I would take minimum wage if it meant I'm doing something that I love, you know, but yeah. aside from that, like do your passions, your creativity doesn't necessarily have to be your breadwinner. It doesn't have to be your livelihood. Exactly. I mean, I can be doing something else. Like I've been in the solar business for two years. Uh, but is that something that I want to, you know, take away from who I am? Cause exactly. that's, I'm not Miss solar woman, but uh, you know, there's other things that I want to do. Yeah, okay, so if it brings me money down the road, great. But if it doesn't, what is my purpose for doing it is what I'm saying. Like, right. is it for fame and, and fortune? 
or is it for the love of what you want to do? And I think that when people don't think they're good enough to make that money, then it stops them from, from being creative and keeping that passion alive. It's like, well, if you do it and it's meant to be, those fame and fortune things will come to fruition regardless, right? It's interesting you said that because marriage and being an employee of a company has pretty much the same connotation, right? And so sometimes when you get married, you lose yourself and you stop doing the things that you love because Mm -hmm. now you're Mm -hmm. married. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and I don't know why people stop individually growing. If you were an artist Mm. before you got married, just because you got married doesn't mean you stop becoming an artist. You mm-hmm. continue that passion. Mm-hmm. But it's the same with when you start a company, right? Mm-hmm. Just because you work at a company mm-hmm. does not mean that all the things That's that you, you enjoy doing mm-hmm. individually, you stop doing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know what is the collaboration of thought in that, but it happens so much in marriage, in our mm-hmm. work life, where we feel like, okay, well, like we Like you work, lost yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You work 10, 12, 15 hours a day for this company, so you can't get to do the, the things that you really enjoy. And then you start losing yourself, mm-hmm. slowly but mm-hmm. surely, until that creativity stops. Mm-hmm. The person who you know you are stops, and mm-hmm. you just become like everybody else, a mundane life, mm-hmm. clock in, you clock mm-hmm. out, you're tired all the time. Like, so that's... What, that's why I said today was really an eye opener for me, Judith. Mm-hmm. Um, the interactiveness, the the way that you have a lot of leaders in that room, the mm-hmm. vulnerability in the room, the things that people mm-hmm. share. I don't think people, I mean, if you've never attended one of these executive book clubs, mm-hmm. I am telling you, you have so to true. really make an effort. I am not an early morning person. I'm a functional. <laughs> I am a functional early morning person. My brain does not wake up until 10:30, but this was yes, amazing was and I would it. come out again the same time just to get the value that I got from it today. Absolutely. I Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Well, you all contributed so much to the whole discussion. You really did and and you all are so creative in your own way and, and mm-hmm. so accomplished. But you got you know, not only the drive, but you also have the work and discipline behind you, obviously, and and the passion to to want to. I think awareness is a really yeah good word to to end on what you were just saying. Awareness of who you are and what drives you and what you want out of life. Yeah, you know? and I think that for me, I've just been blessed. You know, despite not having you know much family growing up, despite you know, having to move a lot and having to deal with homelessness and all those things. I think that for me, I have, um, my, my, I've been fortified by not only my ancestors, but I, I've been fortified by the people that I had in my life that, that were there on my journey. And I think that because of the village mm. that I've had, I've been able to achieve the things that no one thought I could. Including so, my own parents. I think you're, I think you're an amazing, incredible young woman. I Absolutely. really do. And I, uh, likewise with Nadia and Judith and all these people that I've met here, this is my first time too. And, and I can just absolutely say thank you to, uh, Mark Wittig for inviting yes, absolutely. me. Absolutely. Um, yes. I, you know, I, I came in yesterday here talking to him about employment uh, as project manager for over at, uh, another property at uh, USAA and so hopefully I'll be able to sit down with them uh, but my point was is that I would have never had I not walked in and talked uh, would I have been invited you know I can't stop talking uh, so uh, this just it's just an amazing uh, group of people and I am so blessed to have met all of you 
I truly, truly mean this. I've learned so Thank much you. from all of you too. I appreciate I really you have. all. Yeah. So let's just sum it up then. I think as, as LJ was saying too, that no one does anything alone mm -hmm. and creation is a contribution. I think we all have an innate drive to want to contribute to make yeah. the world better. We always yeah. are looking to how to improve something and make it better and uh, leave a mark on the world. Which Absolutely. I'm sure all of you are going to do. So necessity is not the mother of invention. You are. Thank you. Thank mm. you so much, Judith. Nice. Finger snaps and amazing, yes. amazing <laughs> Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Come out to the Blues Festival. We've got, uh, I've got tickets actually here with me, so I'm going to be asking you ladies to get some tickets. It's only 10 bucks per ticket. We're going to have Michael Ward, the Velvet Violinist. Oh, nice. Uh, coming out of New Orleans, but he's from oh. San Antonio. He uh, graduated from Sam Houston High School. Um, we're going to have uh, Joe Jammer, uh, also known as Joe Pedales. Uh, he's an amazing uh, blues, uh, blues musician. We're going to have uh, the Davidson Brothers and, of course, Billy Ray Shepard. So wow. come on out, bring wow. your lawn chairs. Wow. Nice. It's going to be at the Will uh, Wheatley Heights Sports Complex. Awesome. Uh, in celebration of uh, the fiddle, we're going to have the Winters family coming out of Richmond, Virginia, to bring the fiddle that was in the photo what? at David Crockett with at the Battle, Battle of the Alamo. Oh my! So God. we're going to have them come and bring the fiddle that's been passed down from oh generation to generation, and talk about the uh, significance of string instruments in the story, in the telling of the Battle of the Alamo, nice. and in African American history throughout San Antonio. Awesome. Uh, yes, yes, she does. The That's Winters awesome. family That's has awesome. it. I love how you say San Antonio. I know. She, she says it so like. You know, that's that Creole, Espanol yeah. mixture. You know, that's what it means. Be Haitian, you know what I'm saying? She's more San Antonio than I am. <laughs>